And you're listening to Rockville Radio 7.77, and we are glad to have you with us. Today we're looking at how to avoid being a fool. Whoa, that's a big, big, big uh, topic there, and a lot of us, including myself, have fallen into foolish behavior from time to time. So, what does the Bible say when it comes to how to avoid being a fool? Well, the best place to begin is with a guy who actually had the name Fool, and that guy's name was Nabal. Can you believe that? What if your name was Fool? <laughs> uh, throughout your entire life, can you imagine that in the classroom? When you're a little kid, your teacher says, Okay, let's uh, see who's present. Fool, are you here? And the whole world is going to know that's your name. But that's what Nabal meant. That's what that name... I looked it up in a Bible dictionary, and that's what it says. Well, why is this guy considered probably one of the biggest fools of all time, at least one of the biggest fools in the Bible, which does make him one of the biggest fools of all time? Uh, well, it, we can find this out by looking in 1 Samuel 25. And so, um, let's have a word of prayer. Lord, we just ask you now to just help us as we look into your word and that you would uh, speak to us about how to avoid foolish behavior. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's look right here. The story is right here, as we said in 1 Samuel 25. And as the story begins, we find that this guy... He is a fool, but he's a wealthy fool. And the Bible even says he was very wealthy. Said that he had a thousand goats and three thousand sheep. And um, he was, uh, it was shearing, sheep shearing time, which uh, I think what I had read was that it, it is a time of hospitality for others. And so people can come to you, apparently people could come to you during this particular time and expect you to be hospitable to them, and then that's what you were supposed to do. Well, this guy didn't do that. So right off the bat, he was being foolish concerning the custom that was right there that took place at that time in Israel. Well, during this time, this is the period of time when David is on the run from Saul, and uh, He's out in the wilderness. He hears that Nabal is shearing the sheep. So he sends some of his guys over to Nabal to, um, to take, you know, to receive some of that hospitality that is a tradition at this particular time. He, um, as he prepares to send these guys over there, he, he tells them, Give this Nabal guy, his name may, he may, may have a foolish name here, but tell him that David says long life to you, good health to you and your household, and good health to all his years, all, the, all of his years. So this is in verse 4 where David is telling these guys, this is what I want you to go tell this guy. And so he's going to be visited by the future king of Israel, his men, because David is not the king yet, but he's going to be the future king. So... He is going to be visited by these important visitors. He has an opportunity to treat them well, to be hospitable hospitable to them when they arrive. And um, what does he do with his golden opportunity? He, he misuses his golden opportunity. And this is what foolish, foolishness does to us. 
uh, we are handed opportunities and we foolishly let them slip through our hands. In fact, in his situation, he created an even worse situation. So when David's men approach Nabal, they uh, give him the message. You know, they tell him all the things that David wanted to relate to him. Hey, hope you have a long life, good health, blessings on your household and all that you have. And it says right here that after they told this to Nabal, they waited. Well, Nabal, he, being true to his name, foolishness comes right out of his mouth. He says, who is this David? Who is the son of Jesse? And he goes on and on and on insulting David and his men and doesn't do anything at all to show them any kind of kindness or receiving them in any way that's uh, favorable. So he flat out insults total strangers who turn out to be important visitors. And again, this is what foolishness, this is what can happen to us if we let foolishness take over. David's men, they come back, they tell David, and at this particular time in David's life, he is not the kind of guy that you want to mess with. Um, David he says to his men, and this is in verse 13, each of you strap on your sword. And David strapped on his sword. And about 400 men went up with David while 200 stayed with the supplies. So they're going to put a really bad hurt on Nabal. Again, David's going to be the future king of Israel. He, at this point, has already, done, has already um, battled Goliath, the giant, the Philistine. And so he's got, he's, to his name, credited to him, is the death of one of the fiercest warriors in, in the land at that time. And so this is the kind of thing that Nabal has brought on upon himself. So foolishness, we will bring upon ourselves very, very rough, stern, dangerous consequences if we allow foolishness to dictate our behavior. Um, verse 14 tells that um, as they were explaining to David the insults that they received, they, um, I'm sorry, no, this is, this is actually where, yes, now verse 14, no, this is where Abigail, Nabal's wife, enters the picture. So what was happening is the um, servants told Abigail, Nabal's servants told Abigail that David had sent these messengers and that Nabal had hurled insults at them and that David's men were actually the ones who were guarding the sheep and guarding everything that Nabal had. And so Nabal really owed him, owed David, um, a tremendous amount of, he was indebted to David and should have really shown all kinds of kindness to him and treated his visitors well. But um, they explained this to Abigail. And what this does, what this foolish behavior of ours can do is it can put others in situation in a situation where they've got to go clean up after us. And this is something we don't want. Again, this is another consequence. We don't want this 
as a result of anything that we do. Abigail quickly, acted quickly, verse 18, talks about how she got together um, 200 uh, loaves of bread and um, all kinds of five-dressed sheep and, and grain and a hundred cakes of raisins and so forth. She, she had to put together all kinds of, of, of food and things that she could take out there to uh, David to try to ease this, to try to bring harmony back to this situation and to try to just uh, soothe everything, all the mistakes that the foolish behavior that uh, Nabal had, uh, all, of the, all of the consequences that Nabal was going to bring upon himself uh, she was going to have to go patch things up. And so um, we find here in verse 21, even David himself says, uh, it's been useless all my watching over this fellow's property in the wilderness so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. This is the ultimate mistake that any of us can make uh, to return evil for good. We We don't want to be doing that. We don't want to do that in any sense of the word to anybody that we know. Could be whether that's a neighbor, whether that's a family member, whether that's a friend, whether that's a stranger, no matter who this, whether it's your boss, whether it's a co-worker, we never want to return evil for good. We never want to turn evil uh, for any, even evil. He even tells us that in Romans um, 12, Romans 12 tells us that we are to overcome evil with good. But in this situation, David did good, so there's, this is way out of line. This is completely out of line to return evil for the goodness that David was showing Nabal. So we want to do good and not evil. And uh, when we look at what the Bible says about this kind of behavior, you can find... A very clear, pas- a very clear passage is right here in Proverbs. This is one that I need to write down and memorize. He who re- this is Proverbs seventeen thirteen. He who returns evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. And you find that foolishness will put you in a situation where you're you're set up for the rest of your life. If you continually exhibit that kind of, if you can continually indulge in that kind of behavior. In Galatians 6, and I'm going to flip over there, right here. um, A way that we can avoid foolishness is to follow what Galatians 6 says right here when it tells us that we're going to reap what we sow. And it says right there in Galatians 6, 7, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows this, he will also reap. It tells us, as we read in this, that we should be doing good. A verse, Galatians 6, 9, Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, verse 10, While we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially <clears throat> to those who are of the household of faith, the solution here is to always do good to everybody, everyone, everyone, and um, no exceptions. Jesus told us that in Matthew 5, 43. You have heard that uh, it was said, you shall love your neighbor 
and hate your enemy. But I, I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Even your enemies. And in this situation, David was not an enemy. He was a friend. But had he been an enemy, still, he would have been called. Nabal would have been called to uh, do good to him, as we have read here. What is And so we want to avoid that foolish behavior, that, that behavior that is in us, Lord, that, 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 the, that the Lord has tried to rid from all of us, um, but it still comes back every now and then. Um, we have a sinful nature. We can only break that by giving our lives to Jesus Christ. So if you today, as you've listened to this and you've said, I, I absolutely 100% do not want to go there. I do not want to be a big fool. I have been a fool and I'd want to avoid this in the future. The way to do it is to give your life to Jesus Christ and to just pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, um, I know that uh, I need your help, that I would uh, be able to call on you and that you would be able to help me in these situations where I have a tendency to act foolishly. Lord, I want you to be my Savior. I want you to come into my life and control my life and, and to show me how to avoid making foolish mistakes in the future. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right. And so thank you for listening today. And throughout your life, even after you give your life to the Lord, lean on Him. Help Him. Ask him to help you to avoid foolish behavior. We'll see you next time.